Alright everyone, welcome, welcome, welcome to the very, very first episode of Pixels Podcast. Uh, thank you so much for joining. This is going to be a thing that I want to turn into a much bigger thing, um, but let's get some housekeeping out of the way first. Uh, we are going to be discussing the latest of gaming news. This is being recorded as of the 14th of January 2021. We're going to be discussing new announced games, delays, new releases, all that sort of stuff. We're also going to be having discussions around delays in general and how they can be perceived um, by the public and when delays become excessive or unwarranted. We're then going to be getting into the meat of the podcast and a lot of the focus will be around cyberpunk. We're also going to be discussing its delays and the game industry as a whole rushing out games when they've clearly unfinished, either due to pressure from consumers or investors and what impacts they can have on the trust of gamers and game companies. We are going to be joined by a long friend of the stream, Karlik, and I'll bring him up in a moment. Now, this is currently being live streamed. However, if you are listening to this at a later date and you want to catch these live, all my information is in the descriptions of wherever you're listening to. Now, we will be answering some questions from the chat. However, we will be reading out exactly what they will be saying so everyone has context. But without any further ado, let's go ahead and bring up Karlik. Karlik, welcome aboard. Howdy, howdy. Um, so anyone who's wondering, there we go. Ooh. Where can we find you on the socials? Uh, only for, no. Uh, <laughs> you can find me at twitch.tv forward slash Carlic. YouTube, look up Carlic, you'll find me. Um, pretty much, if you can't find me, instead of the L, do an I as a capital. If someone managed to somehow steal that name. From cool. All right. Uh, let's get into the first couple of topics. So we're going to be discussing uh, the most recent in gaming news. So is there something that you want to start off with that comes to mind or? Uh, not particularly off the top of my head. I, I'm pretty excited to hear like uh, thoughts about the just announced uh, teaming up with the Ubisoft uh, with Star Wars. Mm. Or Luke, uh, just to kind of see where that goes. Mm. Um, but yeah, nothing that comes straight off the top of my head so personally. just with star wars big news around that there's no longer that exclusivity deal mm. so i was just sort of more wondering what your thoughts are behind that what kind of impl implications that can have whether that's a good thing or a bad thing for you well to me personally i think it's a good thing uh mainly because ea has been very hit or miss when it comes to the star wars franchise mm. as someone who i I won't mince words. I'm not the biggest fan of the newest movies, personally, mm. and that's just personal preference. Uh, if you like them, good for you. <laughs> knock yourself out. Um, but when it comes to the Star Wars games, I own just about every single one. I am a big fan of the universe. Yeah. I'm a big fan of the games. And EA has done, for lack of a better term, a piss-poor job of doing it. Mm. Uh, like, you get a couple good games. Like, Fallen Order is good. Star Wars Battlefront, the, like kind of bringing back that classic amazing uh competitive shooter and co-op shooter they kind of did an okay job but they did basically ditch it mm. um my my main concern is being partnered up with ubisoft and that's because every ubisoft open world game as far as we know that's what this star wars game is going to be uh is going to be the same as Far Cry. It's going to be same, the same as Tom yep. Clancy's The Division. It's going to be the same as Assassin's Creed. 
doesn't mean it's going to be bad. It just means if you've played one of those other franchises, yeah, you've pretty much played this There's game already. There's definitely a formula to their games. In terms of what you're looking for, what you're hoping for out of the new Star Wars games, you know, what what is something that's going to, I guess, differentiate it for you um, and, and make it stand out as one of the best Star Wars games to come out to date? What, what do they need to put in for you to be happy with it? Mm. Uh, for me personally, it's something you mentioned actually in a YouTube video you released just the other day. Um, with the idea of going between different planets, mm. like kind of like No Man's Sky, instead of going um, like too crazy with it, like just kind of limit it to maybe like you know, five to ten, somewhere in that range. Depends on uh, how much... Uh, like space the game's going to take up because hmm. um, with the newer consoles just releasing obviously with the better hard drives and things like that we're going to start to see I think even bigger games and games were already getting pretty damn big yeah um, so I'm excited to kind of see will they go with this idea of can we make the game uh, can we make it feel sorry very immersive in the sense of you feel like a character within the universe then furthermore i want to see how they approach the idea of are they going to go for like knights of the old republic where you can choose the sith or you can choose the jedi hmm. i'd also like to see you just be able to kind of just be a rogue you know you could sort of go between either um sort of kind of in a sense how they kind of did it in far cry 5 where you can like there's a couple endings you can kind of make happen based on what you do at hmm. least from memory i haven't played far cry 5 for a little bit um but uh, i think actually far cry 4 would probably be the better choice uh between the two to kind of discuss that hmm. but basically the idea of can i be the good guy can i be the bad guy can i be somewhere in between can i do a bunch of the good missions and then like that cancelled out some of the bad missions but still gives me bad missions if i want to kind of you know halfway through i change my mind or something hmm. like that i'd really like to see it be how can we make this as kind of expansive as possible even if we're limited kind of in our gameplay scope yeah because uh if we go with you know the far cry games and i recently played through every single one but two because i can't get that thing to bloody run <laughs> um oh, don't get me started on that um but basically i'm like the game the gun gunplay between a lot of those games is pretty much the same it doesn't change a lot yeah so I think what they'd need to do is make the weapons interesting as well. Yeah. If you can, I don't care if the story's 100% because I'm not one of those story is all that matters. Uh, I'm more of a gameplay first, story second kind of person, mm. um, which can be very contradictive because it depends on what game I'm playing. Um, as uh, you said in the intro, talking about cyberpunk i very much enjoy the story of cyberpunk mm. but it's not the reason i played it as much as i did um but yeah i'd like to see that now for you personally what would you like to see added in uh yeah so very much agreeing with you agreeing with me <laughs> is just the... we are. <laughs> a bit of a circle jerk. for me i am just obsessed with space I, that's what the appeal to me from No Man's Sky and that is a whole fucking topic on itself but just being able to get into just some kind of spaceship that you've gone ahead and you've modified yourself um, you know to make it feel unique to you getting in a spaceship and like you said you don't need to go as extreme as No Man's Sky 
you can keep it contained to one small galaxy maybe have 10 unique different planets and throughout the game you're upgrading your ship so you can reach further out into that particular galaxy but for me the the just the transport and travel between planets i think if they nail that down and make the planets feel full of life not just empty landscapes and just open fields to actually pack it full of things to do side missions you know npcs all that sort of stuff as well as having a compelling narrative that runs through all of those planets that will bring you to those planets eventually but also give you the choice where you can go to them at any sort of time provided you have the right upgrades and ship upgrades and all that sort of stuff i think that's what's really going to differentiate differentiate itself from just being another generic sort of ubisoft game where you have to go ahead unlock a tower or, or do some kind of thing that unlocks a map just give the player the freedom to do what they want at the very very start you know obviously give them th some things to do to upgrade their abilities you know combats weapons ships traversal all that sort of stuff but really just hand it back to the player to say we're going to give you a hundred percent choice you be whoever you want to be in this super rich law of, of of star wars be whoever you want to be do whatever you want to do and i think that is what's that's that's basically what i'm looking for in the next star wars game i loved um jedi the fallen order i think that was great but if they're going to go open world in the Star Wars game, I don't think you can have any less than what I just said. 100%. And one other thing I was thinking, actually, um, a pastime of yours in real life of flipping, I like the idea of a good virtual economy mm. between the planets. Like, you can make things expensive, but let people uh, be able to kind of, you know, one planet has X amount of resources that are just worth more. And again, there's something you can do basically in uh, no man's sky um like get the resources or whatever and then transport to another planet and sell it at a slight profit or whatever um yeah and i also liked your what you said about uh kind of like ship customization i'd like to see maybe you start in a bit of a junk ship you know that's kind of yep. like just welded together it's a piece mm. of crap you know kind of like everyone's first car it's a piece of shit yep. but it does the job um you know don't go like the kingdom hearts for help where like you go yes you're going to build it from every single little bloody block <laughs> yeah. that takes you five hours to do yeah and i used to spend hours and hours just doing that because i was a dweeb hmm. um but you know that's the sort of thing i'm like if i could have like you know wing different wings or you know can i get some iconic ships from the franchise yeah. can i get to the point where say in the post game where you've done everything you've made all the money you've you know you've set yourself up you know can you get like a star destroyer mm. you know can you can you build like an armada can you go like really hardcore into it mm. you know i i'd be interested to see what that like does like do you go with certain factions to have like ability to use those sort of resources yeah um so i think it's, it's definitely got a lot of potential uh going forward would you want to see uh, multiplayer in this as well or would you rather have them sort of focus and hone in and just keep it single player co-op yes definitely i reckon you could probably have like maybe like four or five people co-op and then like just have it be instead of like having bullet spongy enemies up the enemy count yeah um and because that's that's one of my biggest pet peeves it's like as much as i love borderlands the reason i refuse to play it with anyone is because the game's already bullet spongy as all hell hmm. and then by the time you bring in another person it's like well everything's twice as long to kill yeah so it's like it kind of defeats the purpose of you know playing with another person to make the game easier 
because they're like, oh, well, we want to balance it. It's like that to me, that doesn't balance it. That just makes it, you know, take twice as long to do anything. Mm. Um, but you know, I like the idea of yeah, like let's go. Okay, you can have four people. You can have your own little squad. Make it a bit more RPG-ish. You know, maybe someone's gone the Jedi route. Maybe someone wants to make a Wookiee. Maybe someone wants to make you know, uh, kind of like a Han Solo Ranger type character or something mm. um like let the people customize the character because the beauty of the far cry games is instead of necessarily having an rpg kind of style of character even though you get those elements where you can make different uh choices to get different abilities and things you you basically spec out your character based on what weapons you decide to use yeah and if we do if you do that in star wars go okay well i want to use lightsabers you know and then you get all the customizable lightsabers and things mm. like that um and then you go okay well i want to use guns but i want to use force powers on top of that you know mm. i think you could like you've definitely got a chance for quite possibly the best combat system you could have yeah. in an open world game but it depends whether they go are we going to go all out on it or are we going to go the safe route and go, okay, you get, you know, you can get a lightsaber, maybe a couple different models, you know, yeah. like you can get the ones from the movies, maybe like something a little different. Um, you can have, you know, basic blasters. A couple blasters, it. yeah. Yeah, and like just leave it at that. Yeah. Like, are they just going to go, okay, well, we're going to give you your light machine gun, your submachine mm. gun, your pistol, and are we going to do silence? Are we going to do It's like, no, go for go hardcore. Like, go full on in, I reckon, like, delve into the expanded universe, all the books, everything. Yeah. Find every weapon you can find and throw it in this game. I think the, expect the, yeah, the expectation from the public when it comes to an open world Star Wars game, proper open world, expectations mm. are very, very high. So if they're short of anything that we sort of discussed, it's just not going to hit the same. Yeah. Like it's basically the way i was described actually to a good friend of mine who is like more into star wars than i am especially the games and i love the games is <coughs> not corona i promise uh <laughs> but is it, we we basically want to see something like knights of the old republic remade in that sense like mm. the whole idea of you can do whatever you want play however you want yep. do whatever you want be wherever you want like just really go hardcore and letting the player decide um now in terms of getting a story that'll make everyone happy i don't think they're going to be no, able to do it because the new movies have been too divisive yeah when it comes to it the characters are cool but the story is not particular um, well would you and, just yeah. want something outside of that then just to say this isn't tied yeah, or a different time period or something so they can have the yeah. creative freedom to sort of have a story of whatever they want or a different side of the galaxy or universe so they're not yeah. tied to the current events in the movies that's actually a really good point like something like uh, maybe if they go okay well we're going to go pre-empire or during the empire or just after the fall of the empire or like post the new order you know like how are they like time the time frame could really determine it. i don't think it really changes how the combat would work itself yeah which is good so I think it could change the slight aesthetics a little bit, but not hugely, because if you look at the movies, like the way things look uh, from the prequels to the original to the newest three is all kind of, you know, they're designed to look similar. Um, 
I'd love them for the love of God, please put a pod racing mini game in there. Um, not That'd just be because I love the meme of this is pod racing, <laughs> except for like now we're shit posting or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, but I'd like to see, you know, kind of the, like the best parts of the prequels actually brought up. They're, they're, yeah. yeah, the prequels are bad. Yeah, Jar Jar Binks, he exists, but like they're fun. There's some, know, there's some good moments in there. Yeah, and like I, I'd like to see characters that were maybe not so big get a little bit more of a showing. Mm. Um, like, they, like again, go more expanded universe with it. Yeah, because that was my problem with the movies is they basically went, oh well, this is all now non-canon. We don't care. Yeah, and we're writing from scratch, and that's yep. fine. Um, but there's so many books mm. and so many like visual novels. There's so many like comic books and everything uh to kind of expand the world of star wars hmm. and they like you basically have infinite options you know yeah. um and i think one thing they could do that's fun um is throw in like easter eggs to like those characters even yeah. like you know it's like one of my favorite characters in the entire star wars franchise is qui-gon jinn hmm. and he's in one movie and that's it <laughs> yeah you know and then that motherfucker gets cut in half and that's it. Yeah. You know, like, th- he's gone. And I'm like, love him. Yeah. I think he's a mysterious character. He's cool. I'd love to know more of his backstory. Now, mm. I'm pretty sure uh, the Clone Wars cartoon series that they did um, might have covered his backstory. I can't remember. Mm. Um, I did not spend a lot of time with that. And again, uh, that's me. Uh, again, personally, because I'm not a huge TV watcher, yeah. to be honest. Like, I'll binge stuff on YouTube, but I'm not much of a watcher. I'm more mm. of a, I like to listen to things. No, that's it. And I, yeah, I do definitely agree. Like, you know, not everyone, like like for me, I'm very, very casual. And I like the games more than like the movies. But people who are mm. diehard fans, if they're going to come across different sort of Easter eggs and different characters, if, if they're familiar with them in the books and different medium, you know, casual people can enjoy it for the Star Wars game that it is because they're fun diehard fans can appreciate it even more because it just shows how far into the lore they've actually gone with making the particular game but i think yeah they 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 need to go like balls to the wall with this one otherwise it's just not going to be received that well (laughs) yeah it's 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 the worst franchise i think to get oh yeah um because in especially in the world of licensed games uh there's so many just shit Yes, yeah. there really is. There's just not many good licensed games. Yep. Um, and people go, well, this is a licensed game. It's like, well, it actually had a video game first. Like people look at Pokemon, and yeah. that was a video game before it was an anime, before it was a manga, before there was toys, before it became like literally the highest grossing franchise of anything ever. Hmm. Um, like that was a video game first. Like things that start out as a game build their fandom from there when Mm. you start as a movie you have such a broader range of people that are going to see it Mm. it's a lot harder to convince someone who is a diehard movie fan to enjoy a game that has none of the characters that they like yeah um so like it's like the new newly announced uh what is it uh indiana jones movie Mm. uh game well there is a new movie coming out too apparently get onto that as well yeah I don't, I don't know how well that's going to go with like an 80 year old Harrison Ford but, <laughs> <laughs> love the guy fantastic but I don't know how that's going to go uh, but like Indiana Jones for example you know is a series that when it comes to the gaming like gaming scene 
hasn't had a crap load of games. No. You know, it had like one on like the Atari 2600, if I recall, which mm. is like one of the first ever tie-in games that was actually considered like actually really good. Um, it wasn't like just shovelware. And I think the guy who made it went on to make e the ET game that was complete crap. Don't quote me on that. <laughs> um, it was either that or he was the first guy to put an Easter egg in a video game. I yeah. can't remember. Um, you've tested, like really testing the limits of my knowledge at that point. Um, but yeah, the like the new Indiana Jones game, um, I think has, you know, this, it doesn't really have any weight on its shoulders when mm. it comes to it because... You know, Star Wars is Star Wars. You're talking about probably the most beloved franchise outside of maybe Star Trek. Mm. You know, like they're the two big dogs when it comes to it. And like the only thing that comes close outside of them is the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. And if you're not into superhero movies, like me personally, um, you know, then I tend to lean towards the other ones. Yeah. And, you know, if you're not into sci-fi and stuff like that, you might go a little more into, you know, the superhero movies because mm -hmm. you, you still want the action, but you're not really feeling it. Indiana Jones is... Like, I've always loved Indiana Jones probably more than Star Wars personally because it's more based in reality. And as much as I love fantasy and sci-fi... Yeah. The idea of really pushing the limits while adding just a hint of that fantasy and sci-fi, I think, makes it more intriguing and more like uh, more of a mystery. Mm. You know, like you want to know more about the world that they're living in. Yeah. You know, like as bad as the uh, Crystal Skull movie was, you know, it's like <laughs> I want to know what's the deal with the aliens. You know, I yeah. want to know more about what was happening and all that. Um, you know, but basically as far as i'm concerned that crystal skull is as big as your forehead <laughs> <laughs> you, in, know, in terms of... I, you know touch that and i'll get some uh get some, <laughs> get some extra communication code <laughs> Rub it for a bit in terms of the indiana jones game we were discussing this before as well uh i don't know i i'm excited for it but i definitely uh, i can see the 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 battle they have in front of them because you have Games like Tomb Raider and games like Uncharted who have done very Indiana Jones type things already in their gameplay. 100%. They've got the puzzles, um, they've got the action, they've got the gunfights, you know, they've got the, the booby traps, all this sort of stuff, which is very, very Indiana Jones. They've got even the scenes mm -hmm. where, you know, you're running away from something falling behind you or this large body of water, you know. I'm pretty sure there's even Indiana Jones Easter eggs in Uncharted, which just shows that it's such an influence and inspiration yeah. to the Uncharted series. So my concern with this new Indiana Jones game, I'm probably still going to love it if it's anything like Uncharted or Tomb Raider or a mix between the both. My concern is that they're just not going to be able to bring anything new to the table mm. since a lot I, of it, I, what, what makes up Indiana Jones has already been done before. I think the one thing the other games don't have, and this isn't taking anything away from them, is they don't have the charisma of Indiana Jones. Yeah. So, as amazing a character, especially for female representation, as Lara Croft is, and like as you know, kind of like the problem with Nathan Nathan Drake is, I mean, he's generic white white dude with brown hair. Like every game. From like 2000 yeah. to 2018, <laughs> yeah. it's the same white dude with the same bloody brown haircut, yep. maybe a little bit of stubble, you know, jacked, has a deep voice, and that's it. Hmm. You know, Indiana Jones, yes, he's a white dude, brown hair, but 
you know, he's kind of scrawny. He's not a great fighter. He is mm. basically like he can defend himself, you know, and in those action scenes, but especially in the movies, you see him get his ass kicked. Yeah. You know, constantly time, he struggles. Yeah. You know, like there's some some foes he'll have an easier time with, and that's like real life. You know, if me and you were to have a fight, we're both big dudes. Yeah. You know, we're both tall. You know, a bit of weight behind us. That's more of a fair fight. Hmm. But you know, we go up against someone who uh, not not discriminating anyone in the chat. You know, who's like <laughs> five five or under. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so just a quick shout out there. Um, you know, you know, if I go up against someone who's under like five like five foot eight. I'm just going to steamroll them. Yeah. You know, if it's like a shoving match, that's just going to happen. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. So if you guys uh, don't have the, uh, uh, like the video up, uh, there is an individual I'm not going to name names so they don't get too embarrassed. <laughs> uh, cracking it with me. And uh, they're ready to throw hands, but I'd like to see them try. Because <laughs> I can just put my hand out on their forehead and go, good luck. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, like, I think the character of Indiana Jones is a lot more relatable than the like the world of you know Nathan Drake. I think they'll do a good um, job with it. They'll they'll handle it well. Oh yeah. Like you don't, you don't yeah. get a property that big, and especially in today's you know day and age, and mm. completely just sort of you know stuff it up. They're definitely going to be taking care with it. I'm sure there'll be a lot of Easter eggs and lots of stuff to the past movies, but. Uh, yeah, I am looking forward to it. I definitely will be keeping an eye on to it. I just don't want it to feel like, you know, even though Indiana Jones was kind of the main, well, the, the, the first guy to be doing this sort of stuff, I don't want it to feel not like a reskin of Uncharted because I know Indiana Jones sort of came first, but mm. try to copy Uncharted because that would be the easiest thing to say, oh, hey, this is a game based around something that's similar to our franchise. Let's just go ahead and copy or you know, loosely copy this kind of these kind of mechanics because that would be the easiest thing to do. But then it's also just kind of like, well, what's the point of picking this one up if we can just play something else that's very similar? Yeah, especially like games that have been out for a while that, you know, if you've got a bit of older hardware, you might be able to just run. Whereas newer games, obviously they get, you know, progressively harder to actually run. Yep. Um, I'm kind of curious as to what they'll do for gameplay though. Because mm. if they, because again, as we were discussing earlier, I pointed out the last Indiana Jones game that I can think of, mm. excluding probably some random-ass mobile game that you know doesn't count, uh, is uh, a point-and-click. Mm. I think that was in, like, the late 90s. And that was the last game. Now, that was, those point-and-clicks, fantastic. There might have been, like, a Indiana Jones Jr. game or something on Super Nintendo when that TV show ran. Um, but... I see it being, you know, do they want to go a little experimental with the gameplay? You know, because it's being done by Bethesda. And uh, the problem Bethesda have is every game kind of plays the same. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, again, it's the Ubisoft problem. And there's nothing wrong with sticking to what you're good at. Because as much as I'm not a huge Skyrim person, I'm more of a Fallout guy compared to like Oblivion and the Elder Scrolls series and all that. Um, realistically, the idea is the same, you know, do the quest, you know, pick whatever ending you get based yeah. on how you act, factions, all that stuff. Yeah. Um, but I, I'd like to see, as I said, you know, maybe something a little different, you know, maybe go with a point and click, hmm. like a high budget point and click um narrative driven game mm. you know is i look at like you look at steam and some of the most popular games at the moment 
regardless of the context of them um <laughs> is those stupid visual novel games where you don't do a damn thing and you're just looking at titties all day visual novels uh, in air quotes <laughs> visual <laughs> novel uh, uh basically i like I, I wouldn't mind seeing something um a little different even if it's just a random bit of side content like a dlc you know or pre-order bonus for five bucks or something yeah um i think something like that is a nice little throwback would be pretty cool mm. i'd like to see them go in reference to the old lucas arts games because yeah. if any if you've never played them for the love of god go out and play some of the old lucas arts games yeah they are amazing absolutely amazing and they're all old point and clicks and mm. it's not a genre that really lends itself perfectly to today uh unfortunately um you know it is a little dated but I think you could make it a little more interesting by basically making it a giant puzzle game. Yeah. You know, in a 3D space. I think there's, yeah, there's, there's definitely things that they could do. And I really hope they do just to um, differentiate it from what's already out there, what people have already experienced, what they've already played. I don't know how experimental they'll go. I'm, I'm, I mm. have a feeling they'll play it pretty safe for the first one, at least. Um, yeah, definitely. Just to get a reputation behind them you know just to sort of get the public behind them and you know just to have you know on record yep this is a good game that we did we made it blah blah it's it's i i, I don't know that might surprise me i think it's going to be fairly safe um but i yeah. definitely think if they get a good backing and positive reviews for the first one that will then lend themselves to be able to be a bit more experimental in the second game definitely one thing i wanted to quickly touch on as well though is uh from kind of the teaser that they gave us is the art style um that's mm. something i'd like to see them go really stylistic with instead yeah. of trying for hyper realism because like they've done the whole even though the games are fantasy and stuff they've gone for the kind of more realistic look to the world um i'd like to see them go maybe with as i said like you know that really stylistic kind of like the way things look where the like colors are very saturated like items really stand out like yeah you know because if you're going to go for a puzzle game that sort of art style works really really well because you don't necessarily need to worry about rendering in you know a million enemies and worrying about the physics of a yeah. red barrel that'll explode like in every game ever mm. you know it's going to be okay you know we you know if we do it in first person we're in first person we're doing yeah. it in third person okay we got to render the character and render that well but you know depending on what art style you go with because i really like the kind of comic booky style that the teaser gave us yeah and that, that so, will also differentiate it from i keep going back to the point just to make it different having a different yeah. art style as well would just be another tick in the box to make it very different so you're not going to get you you always look you're always going to get comparisons between uncharted tomb raider it's just the nature of the of the game um, mm. but having a different aesthetic visually I think is really going to separate itself from the other games and try to have it break free from those comparisons they're inevitable but just mm. kind of have it sort of break free from those um, comparisons yeah 100% and I think one thing they definitely obviously need to put in is every usual catchphrase the iconic hat the yeah. weapons things like that um because you can have his revolver you can have his uh whip and like still not have to have necessarily a lot of enemies when mm. it comes to fighting um but if they do what bethesda usually do which i hope 
God they don't, and develop it on the same friggin' engine they've been using since Morrowind, <laughs> you know, which came out in, what, 2003? <laughs> or some shit, like, that long ago, they've yeah. been using the same friggin' thing. You know, if they're gonna do that, this game is doomed. Yeah. Straight up, it is doomed. The only thing that would save it at that point is the modding scene. Yeah. Um, which I think has a lot of potential if they do something like that because fans will end up making the game that we want mm. um but yeah i'd i'd really like it to be um a, a kind of a not necessarily an action game but more of an adventure game yeah kind of like how the when they rebooted tomb raider how the start of that game was where there's not a lot of combat but there's a lot of you know exploring and yeah. seeing and then you can go for really high visual fidelity and mm. really show off what the new consoles have yeah um, just because I think we need a change in the adventure game category. Uh, like, they've been very similar for a long time. <laughs> yeah, like basically since PS3, they've played the same. Yeah. You know, the Xbox 360 PS3 era came into PS4, you know, there's a slight change, you know, but basically, you know, it's either it's an action over the top game like a God of War or something like that. Yeah. Or it's, you know, a very slow, heavy moving thing. Um, I think God of War PS4 has probably done the best to kind of break away where it did a nice in-between. Yeah. Um, and I know your favorite game of all time, Dark Souls, did a very <laughs> different. Too easy. Uh, too easy, man. Too easy every time. Uh, but, like, you know, where that's got, you know, this nice mix between movement, combat, and just the way the game feels and reacts yeah. uh, to you. I'd like to see that. I want it to be probably linear. I don't want to see them try to do open world or anything like that. Oh, I no, think no, that no way. wouldn't work. No. Um, definitely, if it is going to be a puzzle game, which is what I do believe it should be, uh, especially for Indiana Jones, um, like to separate itself, I'd like to see them go kind of the Breath of the Wild route where you can kind of solve puzzles however you can. Yeah. You know, like whatever tools you have, you can use. And, like, say you get to a puzzle you struggle with, maybe you can use a gun for it or you can use the whip for it instead of having to, like, maybe push a boulder or something. Different something options sticking out of the box. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Like, make make the puzzles open-ended, but not the game. Like, mm. the game, make it go basically from point A to point B with a bit of exploration allowed. Obviously, you know, because it's Indiana Jones, you want exploration. Mm. I'd like to see them touch on... Um, kind of maybe talk about some of the movies in relations to how it's affected indiana jones himself mm. um like develop the character a little more because as much as i love the movies they don't really develop his character a hell of a lot you mm. know he's sort of just he's a placeholder for the world around him yeah um but yeah i'd like to see that i don't know if i'd want to see it follow the movies uh specifically or be I a whole new thing just with any of these like property games and we'll get into harry potter in a sec as well but with mm. this Star Wars, Harry Potter, any kind of game that has some kind of pre-existing movie or show or whatever, I I don't know. For me, I just I'm not a big fan of them sticking to a, a particular timeline within a show or a movie. I think mm. you because especially if you're just putting a game in between certain movies or just trying to fill in a small gap creatively and in from a writing perspective you really do sort of limit yourself and put yourself in a box which is why like mm. i think for the star wars game have it completely separate in a different galaxy for indiana jones i don't know have it sort of separate from the 
from the movie somehow this harry potter game has already had its uh, game set in the 1800s well before any of the events of the harry potter which allowed a lot of creative freedom in the writing and the story but i think that's mm. the way to go if you're making a game based on a pre-established franchise just try to get away from any kind of timelines that have been established either go right back or right forward or just do your own interpretation of the same characters then mm. just just say it's in its own other universe um and, and just sort of have it like that yeah i definitely agree i think like because if you're going to go with a movie you've got to be pretty much 100 percent spot on and make everything feel completely right and you're going to need to get like the original script writers in mm. and go all right tell me exactly what you wanted to have happen yeah you know you're gonna need to know exactly what the story was you know you need to know what the you know like what happens you know with like say uh last crusade you know what what happens with the nazis and you know their quest to find stuff of the occult and things mm. like that you know kind of like again it's either go all out with you know an existing kind of story mm. or make your new one uh make yourself a new one and go maybe in between the movies maybe go uh before all of that because indiana jones from what we're shown is a pre-existing character mm. like the first movie he's already doing yeah like what he's doing like you have no idea who this character is but he's just doing it yep that'd be um, interesting to set up how how he actually got there yeah and like they did they did after all that do like the indiana jones junior stuff mm. um you know but i think it'd be cool to kind of get to maybe start as junior yeah. play through maybe some of the tv show stuff that they did or like the reference in last crusade that they have um to kind of build the character and just mm. give you a bit of a setup build like his relationships with certain characters and then from there uh move into uh like okay what did he do between being a teenager to being an adult to being a professor you yeah. know it doesn't necessarily have to show you going through all the study all that boring yeah. stuff but like you know what expeditions did he go on maybe do like for a tutorial do some really simple ones where mm. he's just like an undergrad student who's just tagging along yeah you know like let him develop as a character to yeah. feel a part of the world rather than the world like him just kind of being thrust into it and yeah. all of a sudden it revolves around him yeah um because that's the difference i think pardon me uh between video games and a movie because in a movie you know the like the world of the movie kind of revolves around the character mm. um because you're following the character you know they're the protagonist for a reason um whereas in a game you're trying to revolve around the world that's going on you know because you want to be really sucked into it you want to immerse yourself in it yep. not to say you can't do that with movies but i just find a game is easier to find yourself personally immersed in yeah um than say a movie well, it's all, it's all that, interactive yeah definitely yeah and that's where something like books are fantastic because it's the best of both worlds. Yeah. You know, because you can put yourself as the character. Yeah. You know, and imagine you it the way you want it to look, how everything you, you know, how you want everything mm. to look. It's, it's all your imaginations. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and like I said in Star Wars, you know, there's a whole expanded universe with all the books. I think there's like a few yeah. hundred, if not thousands, of yeah. books. Um, I'm not sure if Indiana Jones has anything like that um but i would assume there's some books related to it so they could definitely get some ideas from those mm. like don't be afraid to get original ideas inspired by former ideas you mm. know 
And yeah, it might be a little safe, but I think that, as you said before, they kind of need to play it a little safe. Yeah. I think to kind of get their footing. And then, like, with, it depends on what kind of game they're going with, you know, um, and then going, okay, well, this part of the game's great. You know, this aspect of the puzzles are good. Hmm. And maybe the combat needs to be tweaked a little bit in the next game. You know, if it sells well enough, we'll, you know, fix the combat, but we'll keep this part that people liked and just sort of treat it like building blocks and, yeah. you know, make something, something special of it um because yeah like you've got you know one of the i i think probably the best realism quote unquote uh in terms of a franchise that you could have like you can have such a down-to-earth vulnerable character hmm. in terms of he's not some invincible god he's not you know he's just a guy yeah he's just a dude yeah. and i it's something a lot of games i think are afraid to do and i get it because you want the power fantasy not everything's going to be doom yeah you know um and anyone who knows me knows i absolutely love doom <laughs> but i get a bit tired of that yeah i will rip and tear until it's done you know sometimes yeah. it's like i want that challenge that's why i love something like dark you, souls you where i'm just strategy. getting my ass whooped yeah you need you the know? strategy behind it you need the difficulty behind it yeah um, I, want I think a bit of, a bit of challenge to yeah, it yeah exactly yeah all right we'll go on to the next um next topic then we're going to be discussing delays so mm. just quickly <laughs> the harry mm. potter game has been delayed till 2022 now they've put out a statement just to say that basically we're delaying it so we can go ahead and give you the best game possible we're taking whatever time is necessary to give you the players the best game possible I personally think it's completely fine to be delaying any kind of game. There is a quote I forgot who this I forgot who it was from, and I'm not going not even try to replicate the quote. But yeah, that's the one. I know it before you say it. Yeah, you put out a crap game, it's crap forever. But if you delay a game and you you know make it good, and then you release a good game, then then it's obviously going to be a good game. But yeah. uh, I think it's absolutely crucial if if you are getting to the point where the game is 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 getting to its launch date to the point where you're like uh you know this thing's about to go gold and we're going to be pushing this out to customers and people have this certain expectation of the way it's you know going to run based on our own videos and advertisements it either needs to be something very very close to that or you go ahead and delay it i'm I'm all for delaying if it means the games be better Um, one game that i'm really looking forward to is kina bridges spirits that got delayed and look, we're, we're in an environment where we're, well, Australia is sort of coming out from COVID and all that sort of stuff. So I completely understand that companies have been hit hard, you know, people working from home, they're missing out on a lot of different things and, you know, people just aren't as efficient um, in the gaming industry. Mm. But, you know, that can obviously be considered given the circumstances of the, of the pandemic so I'm I'm just always on board, especially now. If you have a have a release date that's approaching, mm. especially if it's around you know late twenty, early twenty twenty one, and because of the pandemic, especially you haven't been able to get this game progressing as well or as fast as you want, by all means, just delay it. Like, don't even mess around. Delay it for six months, even a year. I don't care. But once you release a game that is so i guess poorly received you just lose the entire trust of your player base same thing happened with no man's sky they stuck with mm. that game for so long and tried so hard to get that trust back from their they have done a really good job but man can you imagine how much 
better that would have been received if they just delayed it for six months to a year, released it mm. as it is now. Uh, it would have been just uh, just an amazing experience. Just cut the crap from the whole initial release, it, basically to where the point you know where the games become a meme. Now, I do want to get into Cyberpunk because that is the the current game going through that um, sort of take at the moment. Um, mm. Now, just for people sort of listening and all that sort of stuff, I purchased the game and I purchased it with the intention to stream it. I could play mm. it fine off stream, but obviously I wanted it to have it to stream it. So for whatever reason, due to its poor optimization or my computer being a potato, I, I do meet mm. all the minimum requirements, but it just would not run on stream. I do have a video of what it was running like on my YouTube as well. But Carla like here, um, well, I'll, I'll get you to talk about it. How many hours you've put into it, what your experience was with it, yeah. um, and, and just sort of your thoughts on games being delayed when it gets to a point where it's too late or gets excessive. What, what are your thoughts about that? So I, I actually just want to quickly follow up, especially um, with your statement. You bought the game with the intent to stream it. Now, in today's age, like... You look at the numbers on Twitch, YouTube, and that the amount of viewers, streamers, content creators has gone up astronomically. Oops. So I don't think it's within the realm of um, kind of well, to be not even within the realm. It's it's not stupid to expect as a purchaser to yeah. have the product you buy in a modern age mm -hmm. be playable, especially a game so hyped up. And they yeah. knew it because they added in like the content. Um, ID blocker so that way you know it won't play copyrighted songs exactly granted they did technically mess that up but they did <laughs> fix that one they did fix that pretty quick I will give them that yeah um but that was that was a whole other issue yeah but um, they, they also didn't know about that because they were getting actual streamers to appear in their game like Carnage you got Alana mm. Pierce as well so they did have streamers in their games they knew and, and look game developers like I don't know I don't care who you are you know people will be streaming your game. Yeah. So it's, it's going to happen. Yeah. And th this goes with the whole DMCA thing, which is a discussion for another time. Mm. Um, and we do not have 10 hours for me to just rant about it. <laughs> um, and I'm not kidding. I will never shut up about it once I get started on that because DMCA is just awful at the moment. And I think everyone knows that, though. It's a broken, it's a broken record. Um, but... When it comes to delaying a game, you've got to find a sweet spot. Um, because, yeah, if you don't release your game soon enough, people forget. And you're unfortunately in, you know, the open market. And you're not going to be the only game coming out. You're not going to be on the only system. You know, there are so many different consoles. There's so many different configurations and things like that. And ways for people to be able to play a video game. If I want to play a sci-fi RPG, do I have to go, okay, I've got to wait two more years to play Cyberpunk? You know, say they delay it for like a really long time, right? I could go, okay, well, I could get, you know, that in two years. Mm. But in the meantime, I could play something like Deus Ex. Yeah. You know, I could play that whole franchise yep. within that two-year span, even yep. if I don't have a hell of a lot of time spare to play games and go, all right, I got my fill on that genre. I'm done with it. Mm -hmm. Now Cyberpunk, all of a sudden, don't care about it, throw it to the side. Yep. And now the developers who put all that work in is for naught. Yep. Now, that doesn't mean that's for everyone. Generally, a good game will sell well, mm -hmm. even if it's over time. 
The Witcher 3 from the same company is a great example of that. Mm. Sold pretty okay on launch. Um, it had a lot of hype behind it, behind the fans of the franchise. Mm. I play. I didn't play the first one, um, which if you haven't had a chance, go look at the first one. The game looks awful. Um, <laughs> it, oh man, it's so bad. <laughs> like, and I only say that because you go from that to number two, and number yeah. two is gorgeous, and Miles then you go from number two to yeah. three, and three is absolutely stunning. Yeah, and then you go from Witcher three to Cyberpunk, and Cyberpunk is. That is quite potentially the best looking game I have ever seen in my life. If if you have the right parts in, in your PC, don't even don't mm. even worry about it on console. Like, just yeah. don't even buy I, it. <laughs> wait, I am a defender of Cyberpunk. I will I, I'll put that forward now. Mm. But I will not, under any circumstance, ever defend them releasing it in the state that it yeah. is on PS4 and Xbox One and especially the base versions of those yeah. consoles. So I actually looked and into this a bit before we started. Mm. They refused to let anyone capture any footage from the consoles. They mm. refused to share any footage from the console. I'm, I'm yeah. you know, and this will get into the, one of the points I want to address is, you know, the, the pressure from fans, from investors, and how that contributes to unfinished games being released because, you know, they might just rely on a day one patch, which is, you know, I get there's pressure and time constraints and all that sort of stuff, but mm. to actively refuse to share any footage from a platform that you're going to be releasing this to and marketing it as whatever we're showing you, this is what you're going to get, you know, to most capacity on whatever device or platform you buy it on and then to have mm. it be that bad on pla- um, on on PlayStation and consoles and all this stuff, I, I oh, just the trust in the company just went out the window for me there. Yeah, and that's that's a hundred percent. This goes to uh, embargo dates. Now, anyone who doesn't really understand what that is, it's basically a company saying you cannot share a review of our product until this day. Now, yep. you can break that embargo date, yep. but you can then open yourself up to a lawsuit, like. So a lot of companies will take that shit very seriously. Mm. Now, in recent memory, there is only one game, and I'm not kidding, one that I have seen where they put the embargo date for reviews, anything for the media, anything for anyone as being launch day, Mm. and that was Doom 2016. Yeah. Because Doom 2016, we got... um, I remember they did... uh, Like, if you pre-ordered... And this is probably, like, the last game that I really pre-ordered, if that makes sense, like, months in advance. Um, because, again, as I said, I'm a huge Doom fan. Um, but they, like, they had early access for the multiplayer of that game. And everyone was basing their judgments on what that game would be off the multiplayer. Pardon me. And the, different, the problem was, the multiplayer was completely separate to the single player. So no one knew what the single player was going to be like. They're like, okay, the movement feels good, the guns feel okay, but if this is what it's going to be in the single player, it's not going to be good. Mm. Game comes out, and that single player is still probably my favorite single player campaign of any game that I've ever played. Yeah. Um, and again, that's personal preference. Um, but something like Cyberpunk, where if they sit there and go, oh yeah, don't show this version, show this version. Now, this is very common for game companies yeah. to actually do. Like, this is why I'm glad E3 is dead, 
um, and they're doing a lot more just live streaming because yeah. if there's problems, they're going to have to show it. They can't, like, change a camera angle for the public. Um, but the they would show everything rendered off a PC. Yeah. Everything was always rendered off PC. Mm-hmm. And, look... I'm not going to go PC Master Race versus consoles. As much as I personally <laughs> prefer PC all day, every day over a console, yeah. that's just because I prefer it. Yeah. You know, that's what I like to play. I have consoles and I enjoy playing them. And sometimes it's like, yeah, I just want to play the Switch or I just want to play PlayStation. Yeah. You know, I've had a real hankering to go back and play PS2, so I've been doing that a little bit in my spare mm. time. You know, because I'm like, I want to go play those games because I can't get them on PC. No. You know, um, but like something like Cyberpunk, they go, okay, well, we're going to release it, you know, for PC. It's, you know, again, as you said, you could run it on your computer. Now, your computer yeah. isn't, your computer to me is what I would say the typical computer user would it's, have yeah. for a decent gaming PC today. It's it's you not know. bad. It's nowhere near the best, but it's not bad mm. at all. It's um, not like mine, you know, like yeah, mine, is, mine is overkill. Yeah. Mine is like way over the top. Um, so like you don't need an over the top PC to play Mm. these sort of games if you want it to look amazing sure but if you want it to still look good and playable and it would probably no offense to console gamers but it will probably look better on a PC any day of the week than it will on a console Mm. Um, because you just have you know more options to pick from because say you don't really care about the shadows turn that shit down and then you can up the texture quality things like that like you've got more customization that consoles unfortunately don't get which is something I'd like to see in the new generation happen a little bit more, which mm. has been happening. They did do it for PS4 a little bit towards the end. Mm. Um, but when it comes to yeah, going, yeah, we're not going to show anything like that, that's a big red flag. Yeah. Anything that has an embargo or doesn't show you actual gameplay footage of the version you want, do not, under any red circumstance, yeah. don't buy it, yeah. don't pre-order it, wait and then go to every reviewer you know yeah. and trust, get their opinions, and then get some random people's opinions. Just on Do, the like, don't dive headfirst yeah. into it. Just on the reviews as well. Uh, I'm not 100 certain on this. I can check it up later. But apparently, the review copies for the PC only went out two days before the actual release of the of the game. I think that sounds about right to me. Yeah. It, it was yeah i think it was two um and that is that's another red flag for me yeah that's that's a, that's a pretty big red flag like yeah i i technically pre-ordered cyberpunk mm. but i literally paid for it like 12 hours before it came out yeah um <coughs> me. and that's just because that's because i was like yeah you know I, I saw reviews i saw some gameplay i'm like that's for me yeah um if they, as I said, if it's like it's not until release day, don't even touch it. But yeah. if you aren't getting any reviews like a week before, it's red flags. Uh, yeah, I I just wait. Yeah, always wait. And I know people want things now, and this is going to lead into something you said a little bit earlier. But for the love of God, have some patience. Yeah, you know, it's a video game. It's not the end of the world if you yeah. have to wait another couple of days to play. Yeah. Because guess what? You lived in a world before it where it didn't exist. Exactly. You know, it's a piece of interactive media. Mm. It is not life or death. Yeah. And I know games mean a lot to some people. I know I've got games that mean a hell of a lot to me. Yeah. But they're not 
going anywhere. Exactly yeah. right. I think the chat is um, bringing up some good things as well. I'll read some comments for the chat for the people who are listening to this Definitely. elsewhere. Um, is that the developers have to be interactive on why they're delaying. So going back just to the issue of delaying, um, it mm. shows a community that you are trying to improve the game. Um, and then another uh, yeah, bat also says that transparency will um, get to the public, uh, get the public on your side, sorry, and won't squash the hype. So I, I definitely agree with that. My issue mm. with the way that it was handled with Cyberpunk is, again, the advertising. This yeah. is, you know, it's delay, 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 blah, blah, blah. But they're not differentiating or being transparent because they were omitting any footage from consoles. Mm. that is and look every time this happens people do become more I guess skeptical of game developers there people are wising up a lot more there's still some people who just blindly go yep love it you know just you know accept whatever you're going to push down on the internet and say you know this mm. this is it but I definitely think you know with instances like No Man's Sky and now with Cyberpunk people are questioning you know is this actual like you, you see it in any kind of E3 or game show every mm. anytime it's on a live stream the most common comment that you see is not gameplay not gameplay not gameplay it shows yeah. that people are now wisening up to the fact that you know we're not going to be falling for these tricks anymore show us real gameplay of how it really plays not rendered on a PC show us how it actually plays on whatever platform you're advertising this on and if it's yeah. coming out on PC and PS4 do a comparison Give yeah. all the you know, give all the information to the customer so they can make an informed decision as to what platform they want to buy it on, if they want to buy it at all. Coming out and yeah. saying, you know, this is how it's going to look, definitely, but just don't really ask about console releases. That's definitely not being transparent. Which I agree with the chat. You need to be completely transparent um, when you are going to be releasing a game for public consumption. Hundred percent. I think um, now I know obviously America's laws are very very weird. Um, but I would like to see it be kind of a thing of you can't start marketing until game is X percent complete. Um, totally agree. Totally agree. Um, now I get that would like for say like an indie developer or something that is very detrimental Mm. because they might need the hype and like the Kickstarter money and everything like that. Uh, first, but you could do that through an like you know just a general Kickstarter more so yeah. than an advertising thing, and I think you would see a lot more crowdfunded indie well, games in that sense. With those Kickstarters, correct me if I'm wrong, but they also have um, you know what is it after a certain date or part of their reward levels or whatever, they'll go ahead and just show certain parts of the game or give people early access or yeah. updates at, you know, Usually based on their pay. Yeah. So I think, I think that kind of gets around. So I don't think it'll be too much of a detriment to indie games because they're kind of giving mm. updates to people who are funding this game anyway. It's just more these big companies who can get away with this financially mm. and they, you know, Cyberpunk made all its money back plus profits within the first couple of days of it being released despite it being an absolute shit show. I mean, it made its money back before it was even released. Um, oh, based on but, pre-orders, yeah. Yeah, like, but the, it, the the issue is, and this is something a lot of people forget, though, and this is where I will defend CD Projekt Red. Mm. When Assassin's Creed games are made, so if anyone remembers a shit show that was Assassin's Creed Syndicate. That was bad. That was a development team of 7,000. Yeah. 7,000. CD Projekt Red had 700. Yeah one-tenth of that and made a game 10 times better easily in my opinion 
Now, does that mean that the PS4 version that's excusable? As I said, no, it mm. is not. That's their management, and they should never have developed for that in the first place. And if they didn't, they could have made that game even better yep. at launch. Now, for what they have, they made something special. Yeah. Now, do I agree with, uh, say, the crunch Hey, that's been going on in the gaming industry no i really hate this crunch time stuff that they're making the workers do where they're working like 80 90 100 hour mm. weeks to try and get this game ready how about you set realistic release dates yeah you know people are okay waiting a long time for a game maybe not yeah. 15 years like in the case of duke Nukem <laughs> forever you know uh, i played that game i enjoyed it but uh, i wouldn't say it was good no you know? it was not worth the way i enjoyed wait. it because i'm like you know <laughs> i'm throwing poop at a wall you know i am like i'm a giant child so i'm like i'm easily entertained <laughs> yeah. there's a dick joke hilarious <laughs> you know i'm gonna find that funny i can have my fun with it i've gone back and played it one time and one time only mm. since it came out and i know the dlc they did for it i've never played it but i've heard really good things about the actual dlc for that mm. because they got to do what they wanted for that yeah they weren't like constrained so they're like okay we're gonna actually make what we wanted to make and it's infinitely better yeah um but that's that's kind of a good uh point when it comes to something like cyberpunk i want to know and we'll i don't think we'll ever fully know until like there's a whole bunch of devs that eventually quit mm. go start up a new company or go to another company or whatever um where they'll go okay well when we were there because we at the time we we're under nda you know management made us do this 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 and this oh yeah you you hear the stories about it and um the co-producer i think today came out from cd project and um or co-founder sorry and he explained that it was no one else's decision except for his to push out this game in the state it was yeah. So he was saying every day there was a development, there was a visual improvement on the game, but I'm still thinking there's no way that you didn't know the state in which the game was in. And this yeah. game has been delayed so many times now. It's kind of a meme by this point. I'm yeah, sure well, people you, would just... You see, like, the delay back, background yeah. and then, like, stupid messages on And it. it's just like, oh, okay, um, great, another delay. And it's to be expected when it comes to, especially this time, like we touched on before, the time mm. of the pandemic you can literally yeah. have a, a, a proper excuse to say this is why we're delaying it yeah. i hope you understand and sort of stiff if you don't but it, yeah. it just i don't know it'll give it just another six months i think they really could have got the game to where they really intended it to be mm. um and give the players a much better start to this game as i say if they never developed for ps4 and xbox one in the first place and went look yeah. it's just not going to run well because um, the hardware is just a little bit too old. Like yeah. it, it's, it really is just that tiny bit too yeah. old to really handle something like that. You could go, okay, it doesn't work on those. Mm. Screw it. We won't develop for those. That frees up a crap load of time. And it just goes back to what the chat was saying before, transparency. Yeah. Just to say, look, yeah, it's, if, if it's... you are 100% honest, okay, this is yeah. how the game's going. We're about this kind of percent done. And I get you kind of don't want to give away too much in mm. terms of say you're uh, like cyberpunk i forget the name there's like two or three um cyberpunky style games that came out just before it came out trying mm. to cash in on it and i don't think that was necessarily a deliberate choice considering how many delays cyberpunk had yeah i think it just kind of ended up working out those that way and those games were received pretty well from memory i forget the names of them so uh, forgive me for that 
Um, but at least there is that transparency where he goes, yes, this is my fault. Yeah. And I can understand partially why they released it. Mm. But again, I don't fully defend them here for releasing it in the state that it was in. Mm. Um, because you've also got to remember, these guys were getting death threats daily because some entitled, impatient little dickheads are like, yeah. no, I need my game now. It's, it's like, yeah. as I said earlier, it's look, it's not going anywhere, dude. It, it didn't exist before and yeah. you survive every day without it. I know you want it. Like, there's stuff that I want. I want a freaking cheeseburger right yeah. now. I ain't getting one. Tough <laughs> shit. You know, I've had enough. Yeah. But, you know, like, that's just kind of how it goes. Yeah. Sometimes you want something and you just can't have it. That's yeah. life. Deal with it. But in saying that, this is a game that I put 100 hours into. Yeah. Like, literally 100 on the dot. Mm. And absolutely loved every minute of it. Yeah. Were there bugs? Yes, there was a crap load of visual bugs. Heaps, but yeah. were there any gameplay bugs? I think I ran into three. Mm. You know, I had like there was three recurring would be the best way to put it. Mm. I had um, a couple of missions where things just wouldn't proc properly, yeah. and all you had to do was reload and they'd fix. That's they'd it. They'd auto correct yeah. every time. Mm. Um, I had a subtitle and audio glitch where the one subtitle and the audio would play for it every time I loaded up the game or every time I died mm. and it would reload that would play again and it drove me nuts fix that with a patch yeah that was done like that's the thing i, I had to put up with it for a couple hours and then yeah. it was gone so people's um, experiences with the game has differed just insane just insane the the patch that sort of came out from what i'm hearing fixed a lot of a lot of the issues mm. now that does that's not to say that you know it's it's completely fixed or it's anywhere close to where it should be but mm. it does show that you know, City, City Project is track. yeah. They're they're actually putting effort in. They're actually you know trying to make amends. They have come out and you know, publicly admitted to say, look, we stuffed up. Maybe that's because they're getting pressure from investors because they might not be getting the return on the investment as as big as they were promised. I'm not sure, or all the re mm. all the returns coming in, or the apparently um, in wherever they were developed, their legal team is actually looking into them now because there's talks yeah. of lawsuits now. So, yeah, uh, if they don't get X amount of fixes done, yeah, I think by six months or something, yeah, um, the Polish government is going to find them X amount of money exactly. for every day so, that it's late or something. Which yes. I thought, was, I think that's actually really cool of a government. I know, like to some people, it's like it's overreached by a government, but when you uh, basically yeah. at, like launching a product that big with that much uh, money and then you yeah you know and you're basically like look poland doesn't exactly have a shitload of exports no you know it's a very in, like introverted mm. country they really stick to themselves yeah they do their own shit <coughs> so cd project red is like their export yeah it'd be like us you know going okay well you know we're going to, you know, if we don't like have X amount of beer or beef or cat, like sheep or whatever the hell it is that we're exporting a hell of a lot or coal because, you know, we do that for whatever reason. Yeah. You know, if we're not exporting X amount, you know, and it's like, mm. it's, or it's bad quality or anything, those companies mm -hmm. are reflecting poorly on us to yeah. other countries. And that makes them go, okay, well, I heard Australia does really crap job of this. So therefore, I don't like them. Yeah. And if I don't like them, I'm not going to put any money into traveling there. Exactly. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to do anything to do with them. Yeah. And 
there's countries where I'm like that personally. Like I look at somewhere like China and like, mm. okay, I don't like how they act, so therefore I want nothing to do with the country. Mm. Yeah, you know, and I, I think CD Projekt Red, unfortunately, are like all the USA, as uh, Kat just said in chat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to the USA, not with how things are at the moment. Let's not get into um, USA at the moment. No, no. I, I will never shut up if I get into that. Uh, but, like, if I, like, CD Projekt Red is basically Poland's biggest export that I can think of. The... You know, like, if I think of Poland, when it comes to an everyday person, just in the middle of bum all nowhere in Australia, Yeah. you know, it's like, yeah, the, you ask me, what do I know that's from Poland? I know them. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like that's it. I, like other than a couple of bands and you know, music's again that's a subjective thing. But game, like a game that was this widely wanted, and like, but the company screws up, reflects yeah. badly on their government. Do you, and there's nothing wrong with a bit of regulation, in my opinion. Do you think? And this also goes out to the people in the chat as well. Do you think, I'm not sure if you guys in chat are aware, but the co-founder of CD Projekt Red came out, publicly apologized and owned up to, I, I guess, the mistakes that, um, you know, was surrounding the game. Do you think that this ownership was purely based on the fact that there's uh, pending lawsuits from their own government? Or do you think there's, I guess, some kind of genuine care or you know just sort of want to to improve the game or get it close to where it was i i'm, I'm a little mm. bit skeptical i do honestly think that they do really care about the game and want it to be the best it possibly can i mm. am glad the government is getting involved but i don't think it'd be pushed along as fast as it is now if it mm. weren't for their involvement so they you know they definitely probably would have you know rolled out these patches and all that sort of stuff but I think most of it is coming from investors not getting the payout that they were expecting, especially with all the, the returns and the threats of lawsuits and also their own government getting involved. They're just kind of like, shit, like, you know, this needs to start going a lot faster than what we initially planned. They did release um, a picture of, um, you know, some planned updates and, and patches and all that sort of stuff. Obviously, they kept it very, very vague where there's no indication as to when, you know, certain things are coming out in certain months there are free dlcs next gen console updates patch 1.1 and 1.2 which looks like it's in the first quarter of 2021 yeah that's a fair fair way to put it yeah but i don't know whether this is going to be or this this action is really from them genuinely caring or whether it's just pressure coming from external sources where it's lawsuits, mm. government involvement, and much bigger things um, sort of putting the stress on them. So what, what, what do you think about that? Personally, I'd have to really sit down and watch it to kind of hear him. Mm. Um, just off previous experience with the CD Projekt Red, um, I think it was the same guy, if I recall correctly, who said when Witcher 3 released... Uh, I would rather play it on the lowest settings on the crappiest computer on a CRT with dial-up internet than ever play it on a console. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was something along those lines. Tell us how you really like, think. <laughs> CD Projekt Red, let's be real, they're a PC-first development company. Absolutely. They love yeah. PC gaming yeah. over anything else. So I think they are passionate about what they've created. Mm. But in saying that, I think it's like 80% lawsuit threats and things like that, mm-hmm. and 
Yeah, I'm a little disappointed. Because yeah. if he was honest about it, and like full-on honest just from the actions alone, he would have said, we're, we're not doing the PS4 version. Yeah. We're not doing the Xbox One version. Not until we can know that we can get it running in a good and stable state. Yeah. Even if it's a watered-down version of the game graphically. Yeah. Because that's fine. Graphics aren't everything. Because the gameplay in that game is amazing. The story is very good. It's not the greatest story I've ever seen, but it like it's good. You know, it's mm. very very solid. It is what you make of it, yeah. uh, which is what's good about it. I don't, I've heard people go, "Oh, it's not true cyberpunk." Sure, good for you. I don't care. Uh, I still think it's a good game. That's you the know, issue where you come into your own expectations of what you yeah. want it to be based on what you saw and what you hoped it would be yeah. versus what you got. It could be very very different things, but. Like, like you said, I think it is a lot of the like a majority of the pressure is coming from mm. lawsuits and government. I think that's yeah. what's really kicked them into gear. Uh, Gould and Chad also agrees with that as well. Yeah, because like the thing, the thing I see with it is like CD Projekt Red. They wanted to make a good game with that aesthetic, that style, that world, and I think they did a very good job of making it. Yeah, it's it's a buggy mess. It is. Mm. Um, and for someone like you, if you wanted to just play it, you could just yeah, play I it. could yeah. But I think as good as the game looks and everything, and I mean the game is drop dead gorgeous. They need to do something. I think maybe draw distance would be the easiest way to do it. Um, along with some other settings, you could probably mess with like the anti-aliasing, things like that, where, yeah, the game might look a little worse, but make it, like, more streamable for low-end PCs. Yeah. You know, because your only real other option would be to go through an external capture card. Mm. And anyone who's done that with PC knows it's a pain in the ass. Yeah. Um, I've, done, I've had to do it for a game like Nier. Like, that game is a nightmare to try and <laughs> capture because it's just... A, it does not yeah, want a screen capture. It's, it's you have a to weak go through, one. like, mod it and do a whole bunch of shit, yeah. and it'll work. Yeah. I can just go, all right, well, I got the Elgato here, bam, bam, done. Yeah. You know, but if it doesn't want to work, I've got to physically get up, mess with the box, you know, redo the cabling and things like that. Yeah. And you don't want to have to set it up like that every time because then, you know, when you're streaming through that, if you don't have, like, the one that I have, because I was uh, you know, fortunate enough to have the money at the time to buy it, you know, that goes in the actual PC. Uh, if you got like the external ones or even one of the older ones, which I actually do still have my old one, um, which broke, but then I bought another one for like 50 bucks that I found. I was very happy about that. Um, but like, if you've got one of those, you're going to have a delay. And yeah. if you have a delay, um, when you're trying to stream, it's it makes things a little bit awkward because you're gonna have to set up delays and things like that and yeah. go through that entire mess and finding the exact point was just a nightmare yeah um so yeah i i do agree though i think it was very much pressure from investors and things like that and mm. i i'd like to see um you know it's the it, i think kind of everyone's to blame with the result of this game in my opinion like fans had too high expectations the marketing was too over the top for what it was uh in my opinion and you know they just didn't have you know the team size to really make what i think they wanted to make the, within the time frame they had 
the the customer pressure look a, a lot of people who defend subpunk mm. all of them were saying that you know because there were so many delays and because it was in development for so long every every year that went past the pressure from the customers or any kind of players was just growing and growing and growing and obviously mm. that would have contributed to them just saying all right look just have it the way it is yeah which and especially a no-nonsense guy like the founder as yeah. i said dude you know he he will just say what's on his mind yeah. generally um but i don't think like i don't i don't put that as a huge percentage i mm. would say like that's five percent max yeah you know that like max yeah and the other 95 percent is all on them yeah um and i think one they announced the game too early way too early because i think they announced like way back before witcher 3 was even yeah. done it was um, <laughs> from from what i remember which is just insane yeah um and then i think prior to that you know well, other than that sorry um you've got just this hype of marketing up to release dates and then sorry there's a delay yeah. so the hype would die down now i was for, not necessarily fortunate i was smart enough just to give myself a pat on the back uh to deliberately avoid everything to do with it if there is a game you you want to see come out you know um like what was the one you wanted the starts with k uh kena bridge of spirits yeah <laughs> that, that <laughs> game only has i think less than 100 people working on it it's a really really small indie team um, yeah. and like bat is I'd saying in the... that game to take you know i would expect like end of lot like yeah. next year and it's what Bat um, is saying in the chat as well. She goes, I don't think that the team numbers, um, I don't, she doesn't think that it is the team numbers. Um, a bigger team would have helped, uh, but they should have set better deadlines. Oh, so, yeah. I, like, yeah, completely agree with that. Number, your team numbers shouldn't matter. Um, but if like you've got a deadline of like, as I said before, Assassin's Creed, they have released a new Assassin's Creed game yep yearly every year for yep. a decade yeah because they have so many people working on it yep. and they can do it and make good games while doing it yeah yeah syndicate was crap but <coughs> in terms of one... in terms of the track record of how many assassin's creed like, games there are generally yeah they're generally they're pretty decent. solid yeah you know you're gonna get you're generally gonna get a good game um but yeah 100 percent. if they had a said okay we did if they didn't announce it so early they didn't market it so heavily until yep. they knew that it was actually ready for release. Because I would say, was it ready for PC release? I think it's like two months out. It was it, too, like it the wasn't PC far off. Was two months out from being what it should have been. It really wasn't far off. Yeah, like the graphical bugs, they fixed most of that. There's still a couple little things, you know, mm. and they can be fixed. Um, I'm excited to see where the modding in it goes. Um, I think the game has unlimited potential. You know, it's something like a Skyrim um or a fallout where you can go really hardcore into the modding scene and do a lot of stuff yeah but um to get back to what i was saying before with like uh i've already forgot the name of it was kena kena bridge of spirits yeah yeah so uh, kena. Like with, yeah with that that game to me you know you could either if you're excited for it you avoid everything to do with it yeah or you learn every damn thing about it i've got and... the ladder <laughs> Yeah, I know you've gone for the learn everything. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, which you can check out his channel for his videos on them. Because um, they're actually damn good. Uh, but, you know, I look at something like Cyberpunk. Because of what it is, I don't think it's the sort of game where you could learn everything to know about it. It's massive. What, like, it's too big. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's too big a game to try and know everything. 
and because you don't know everything you just have expectations yeah you just you'll get those naturally where you're like well i yeah, expect yeah. it to be this 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 and this whereas like uh keynote it's like okay i know what it's about you can you can get the gist of the game from watching keynote you go around you get these little creatures it's 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 a fairly basic game when the mm. people were um what was it when when the cyberpunk released the trailers about the different cars and the different gangs um you can join mm. i was having people you know discussions with people saying oh yeah you know i'm gonna join this game uh, i'm gonna invoke in, invade your game and do this do that and there's all these features that people were just sort of filling in the gaps because there was sort of a lack of information or people were refusing to watch the trailers because they didn't want to sort of learn anything about it um and just those people filling in the gaps with what they hope the game is versus what it actually turned out to be, uh, that also really contributed to, I guess, the down the downfall of the game. People just had just insanely unrealistic expectations as to what the game should be in, in, in sort of their mind. Um, and, and I really think that that just, that just brought the game down a lot for a lot of people. Yeah. I think, uh, I don't know if I can find exactly what it was uh, you said to me when, before the game came out, because you asked me the same question, you know, oh, what you know, faction are you picking? Yeah. And I'm pretty sure I said, I have no effing idea. Yeah. Like, no clue, because yeah. I have looked at nothing to do with the game. Yeah. Um, and I think, like, with a game with a scope that big, that's sort of what you have to do. Yeah. But kind of round out my thoughts when it comes to all of that, I would say it really comes down to... As, you, as the Miyamoto quote goes, um, a, like, a put, like a buggy game that's released is bad forever. Yeah. A game that's delayed can eventually be good. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there are some examples of games coming out that aren't particularly great after a, a really long wait. Hmm. Um, but something stuck in development hell isn't necessarily going to be a bad game because, like, you might get a game like, um, oh, what was the follow-up? Uh, the Last Guardian. You know, yeah, that was in development for like 12, 13 years or something insane. You know, like they had the idea, they were working on it a little bit at a time, but they were doing other stuff, you know. Yeah. So it was only slowly, very slowly getting done. Um, as I said, Duke Nukem Forever, you might get something that just doesn't go too great. Yeah. You know, that happens. But like, you know, I think of games that have had delays in recent memory. I've had Doom Eternal. I've had Doom 2016. Yep. I've had Breath of the Wild. Um, I think... What else was there? I know I mentioned another game earlier. Um, but, like, Cyberpunk, you know, the, at least the PC version, I think it needed to be like, delayed another couple months and it would have been fine on release. Yeah. I think people would have been very happy. Um, but, like, generally a delayed game will be better as long as the delay is within reason. Yeah. I think if you're getting to the point of being, like four five six years down the line yeah. you're getting to the point of being stuck in development yes. hell which means you don't have the money for the investment to actually work on the game and it's sort of dead in the water yeah that's when you got problems to, yeah huge yeah, huge red flags on that one yeah so I, I overall i would say like going back to the main point of the discussion of are delays okay i would say delays in general to me are good yep as annoying as they can be because especially when there's a game you really want like i can tell you i was pissed at waiting for doom eternal so much <laughs> because i wanted doom eternal but it was worth it in yeah. the end though right yeah. yeah and like at the end of the day was it the end of the world that i didn't have it yeah. no because mm. 
you know, I'm very fortunate to have a crap load of games that mm. I can play. Not everyone has that luxury, yeah. but, you know, there's so many options and, like, there's a lot of free games these days that are good, you know, um, which is a discussion for another time mm. where, you know, you don't have to have a huge budget to get a lot of good games for no. really cheap, you know. So, you know, if, like, you've only, you can only get one big AAA game and it delays, don't get salty, you yeah. know. I know it sucks, but I think a delayed game will generally be better yeah. as a finished product than something that just releases in a shit state because investors want it out now. Yeah. Um, and that can come down to the individual company. Somewhere like EA or Ubisoft or Bethesda or Take-Two, any of those guys, they could go, all right, yeah, we can delay it. We've got the money. Yeah. Which is ironic because they're the ones that won't delay it. Whereas, like, indie studios, <laughs> they don't really get that option. No. They're kind of stuck, like, okay, I have to release it. Yeah. But indie studios will give you that transparency. They yeah. will tell you, hey, look, this is the deal. Yeah. We, you know, have to release now to make some money so we can do do this. Or you'll get, like, the Kickstarter games that do a second round of uh, raising money. Yeah. And it's usually just a smaller amount. It's usually not a huge amount to make sure... Uh, you know things are good and if you see a game doing a second round of kickstarter and they're asking for a crap load of money yeah unless flags. there's a really good reason red flag avoid yeah. it again that just comes down to the point again just transparency it's it's not mm. that big of a thing to ask for but it's something that a lot of game developers get wrong so often mm. it's just if, if you're if you're communicating with your with your player base and your fans you shouldn't really have an option a lot of the mm. things that I see, two of the games that I'm following, um, before we sort of wrap up in a bit, is the Harry Potter game and the Kena Bridge of Spirits. Both their mm. Twitter accounts are very, very active in communicating, you know, sort of what's going on. They're responding to comments about any questions. So they're actually getting ahead of any kind of speculation. So people don't fill in these gaps. A lot of, mm. other, a lot of other developers, they just whether because they're just too big and it's impossible to go ahead and answer these questions or they're just not releasing statements for the frequently asked questions this leaves you know people open to speculate and start spreading these rumors and it just sort of gets out of control so be transparent get ahead of this the speculation and the rumors and just start releasing just little bits of information here and there so people can keep up to date with the mm. progress of a particular game especially if it's hyped yeah you do that you'll get rid of you'll get rid of like 80 to 90 percent of those yeah. idiot fans that are like i need it now yeah you know you'll get rid of that like people will understand a lot more yeah people will be a little annoyed and it might affect sales it might yeah. but it's not going to affect sales in the long run no. if anything well it will but for the better yeah um because short term yeah you might get less pre-orders and things like that and I know that as a business, you want your money and you want it now. You mm. don't want to wait for it. But, you know, the, this is the joy of games is you can release a game and something like Witcher 3, I think, sold like a million copies eventually. Yeah. You know. It'll, it'll like get there. Have, yeah. Pardon? It'll, it'll get there. It'll get to yeah, your goals. Yeah. But this is what people... People work hard for their money. Mm. They do not want to spend it on something that's being sold to them as a lie or it's not representative of what was being described. So if you say, mm. look, the game just isn't doing as well as what we hoped or it isn't up to the standard of what we promise you, we're delaying, I hope you understand. For me, I'm more inclined to go out and buy a game if the developers are honest. Yeah. 
and it, it goes like anything and like just out there in the real world just yeah. be you know be honest about stuff and you'll get a lot more trust from people that's it yeah 100 all right i think we've uh covered everything that we set out to cover in the first episode is there anything else you yeah, wanted to add to twice as long as we expected <laughs> i think <laughs> just I I'll, I'll get some feedback from people if they want shorter ones we'll do shorter ones but i think an hour to an hour and a half is okay for the occasional podcast i, I personally like an hour to an hour and a half i know some people yeah. only like 40 minutes or something but i think if, yeah. it, if, there's, enough, if there's enough to talk about then why not hmm. Well, I mean, like with what we were talking about, it's like talking about delays and uh, how it affects games. Yeah. You know, you can really go in depth on that. Yeah. Um, whereas just talking about game news, you only have so much in hopes and dreams exactly. for certain games yeah. that are upcoming. Because right. everyone's got the games that they love. Yeah, so. exactly. Um, all right, well, for anyone who's listening to this at a later date, just again, where can they find you on social platforms? Uh, OnlyFans forward slash Koei. Uh, <laughs> He's not even uh, joking about that one. I, mean, I, I, I went to start with it, but I stopped myself. Um, you'll, if you listen back, you'll hear it. Uh, no, uh, legitimately, even though I do have an OnlyFans with nothing on it, for the love of God, do not follow it. Um, Subscribe to his OnlyFans, I, guys. Yeah, I will not post anything on it ever. It's just there as a joke. Yet. Um, for now <laughs> until i'm that desperate uh but like if, legit you can find me on twitch.tv forward slash carlic just youtube uh carlic um i think there are some people with a similar name so i mean you'll know it's me because there's going to be a bunch of uh gaming related videos yeah. and uh guitar and music stuff yeah because uh, that's just the stuff that i like to do and if you are listening to this or watching this on youtube i will have his contact details down in the description below and if or when this eventually goes up onto different podcasting websites and all that sort of stuff i will definitely have um the details there again if you just search in car like you'll be able to find him um mm. not that hard to find but I am that hard. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Got to finish on a high note. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks so much for, for joining us, man. It was fun. And we'll definitely keep doing these. I really enjoyed it. No worries. Anytime, brother. All right. Take care, dude. Bye. All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining us on the first episode of Pixel Podcast. I really hope you do enjoy it. Um, I am interested in doing these, I think, weekly. Um, if not, definitely once a fortnight. Now, I am planning to get other people on as well. If you yourself want to come on and have a discussion, it doesn't need to be a one-on-one. -on -one. It can be a group of people as well just to discuss games, movie news. I do want to get into movie discussions as well. That'd be fun. Um, I also want to get into um, discussions around streaming, streaming tips, the mental health side of uh, getting into streaming and I guess putting a value on uh on, on the numbers and how you actually sort of tie your self-worth um to those numbers so there are a lot of different uh a lot of different topics i definitely want to discuss but again thank you so much for for watching guys uh, or listening wherever you are watching and listening to again if you have any um if you have any topics that you want to want us to discuss or jump on let me know all my information is in whatever description or whatever you're listening to um, down in the description um, but yeah take care guys stay safe and i'll see you in the next one